Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book, and I'm also the co-author of Tarot for Troubled Times, and I'm your host for this podcast series. This is episode 131 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is tarot and crystal crystals and i'm talking with naha amarty of 22 teachings and she's also the author of everyday crystal rituals welcome naha hi i'm so glad you're here today oh my goodness thanks for having me on well i'm a huge fan of crystals and i'm a massive fan of your book everyday crystal rituals thank you oh my god it's so good this is like you know, just, it's so useful. It's so practical. And I think for anybody who loves working with crystals or tarot or anything for that matter, they're going to find it to be a quite practical guide. So mm-hmm. one of the things I wanted to talk about was um, using crystals with tarot. Totally. Yeah. And I know you're a tarot person too. So I'd love to hear how you incorporate crystals with your tarot practice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, You know, one of the things that is so great about tarot is that it's something that you can use to do. uh, You don't need a lot of preparation. You can sit down and and open your cards and pull a few cards and basically start to get guidance right away. And I think that a lot of people think that crystals are a little bit more of an elaborate preparation process. Oh, I have to have all these different stones and I have to be able to set up a grid. And so to show people that you can use stones, first of all, in in an oracular kind of way and in a divinatory way, is um is something that's important to me. And also that it can be an easy thing. It doesn't need to be the most elaborate ritual. And so one way that I'll use stones just uh, as far as getting messages, a lot of times is assigning a particular directive to a certain stone and then drawing them kind of like how you would draw runes and um, using that to supplement whatever kind of message I might be getting with the cards. But I'll tell you, I have a really favorite way that I use crystals when I'm doing a tarot reading. So one of the ways that I like to read is to draw cards for options. Now, I don't know about you, but I pretty much whenever I'm doing a spread, I deal all my cards face up and just so that I can see everything all in the context of at at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. And then if I'm drawing cards for options, let's say somebody says I have three different ideas that I'm thinking about. I'm trying to figure out which one I should focus on, what what I should do, then I draw the I pull those cards face down because I want to get I want to turn them over one at a time and really give each card the opportunity to have its own say kind of without looking at it in the context of the other two. And then when they're all face up, then then I can like kind of compare them. But what I like to do is I'll ask the person I'm doing the reading for, first of all, tell me your number of options. They don't have to tell me what they are. I want, I don't want to know really. And then I just tell them we're going to assign these options one, two, and three. So we pull a card for one, for two, and for three. And then I place a stone over the top of each of those cards. And I started doing that. I, I, I'll just have, I always have crystals by me. They're on my reading table or 
I'm never more than an arm's length away from being able to grab stones, really, no matter if I'm at home or at work. So I'll place a stone on each of those cards. And it's one of those things that I incorporated into my practice. And I can't even tell you that I purposefully had an intention when I started doing it. And it just felt right. And, And it kind of like, I feel like it sort of energizes and helps me to connect with the message once I turn it over. It also just feels like it kind of anchors the card down a little bit, if that makes sense, almost like an energetic paperweight. No, that makes total sense. Yeah. So that's, that's probably like the most practical way that the cards and the stones are used together. You know, if ever I want to really like accentuate a message or bring a message, like really energize a message, then I'll just go ahead and plop a stone right on top of that card in the spread. I think that's brilliant um, because I it, it makes total sense. And I love the idea of grounding uh, the message of the cards with the crystals. So that's really smart. Mm. Let me ask yeah. you this too. Are there ways that you might use crystals to cleanse your tarot deck? Well, hmm, that's a good question. I, I don't, I don't know if, my my uh, interpretation, my definition of cleansing is pretty broad because, of course, there's like cleansing on all of the different energetic planes. I do always keep a stone wrapped up with my cards. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would necessarily consider that cleansing them, but probably the closest thing to answer that question, like when I tie my cards up in a scarf at the end of the day, I do always put a stone in with them. The stone that I use, my it, that changes, but I do feel like it kind of keeps them happy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I love that idea. You know, I always, what I love to do is I like to take my deck and I have this giant like quartz thing and I throw it on there and I put a selenite wand on top uh-huh. at the end of the day because that's like my way to say, okay, we're separating you from everybody's energy, including mine. So that's yeah. my kind of like weird thing. But I, I love also keeping a crystal in the bag with the cards. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Well, to do that, to what you're saying, like using selenite, I mean, quartz and selenite work so well together. But yeah, selenite is also used for cutting cords. Mm-hmm. So to think about creating that separation at the end of the day, I love that idea. Totally. Um, yeah. Well, that leads me to a question then, you know, and you know, this is a reader, we are connecting with people and mm-hmm. basically we are developing cords with, with them energetically. Yeah. So how might a tarot reader use crystals to cleanse the, their own energy at the end of the day, or what can they do for energetic protection with crystals? Mm-hmm. Well, because crystals are primarily earth energy, of course they all, they have, um, they correspond to different elements. There's air, airy kind of crystals like amethyst or more fiery crystals like carnelian. But that being said, all crystals still have that earth correspondence. So really, Teresa, I think that it goes back to grounding. I think that being grounded, being uh, having your your head on straight and your feet on the earth is one of the best forms of protection. And I like to have, I I feel like just being able to have stones, 
like I said, on my um, on my table where I'm reading, um, have them around me, have have them that I can hold at the end of the day, just to help me to be in my body and kind of come back down from some of those higher realms that I might have gone to with some of my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I I definitely I know that there's stones that people do really consider good shielding stones. You know, black tourmaline's a good one and shungite's a good one. Um, but it's my opinion is that the best protections are ones that come from the inside out rather than ones that are like shields or walls or sort of deflecting. I think that yeah, there's a time for those kind of protections, but um, they're more sort of like in the moment than actually something that you should consider your first line of defense, which is being centered and being grounded within yourself. Um, Citrine is a really good one as well, because that that really strengthens the solar plexus. And in terms of protections from the inside, um, an area that you want to be be wide and be really centered and balanced in because that's that's where a lot of our interactions with others actually um, stem from. That makes total sense. And uh, one of the things that I think that um, if you are not centered, it doesn't matter how much protection you do, you're going to somehow get affected by that reading. So I totally agree with that 100%. So one last question I have, uh, you've got so many great rituals in your book. And you talk in the book about creating a sacred space. And what stones would you recommend that tarot readers keep in their office or on their tarot table? Totally. Well, the stone that I associate the most with tarot reading is called Petersite. This is one that actually I, I want to say I want to accredit. I think it's Robert Simmons. You know, he wrote that really fantastic, big. I think it's just called the Book of Stones. He has a few um a few different books, but um, I believe that it's in that book that he mentions that Peter site is one of the best stones for tarot readers. And I don't think I'd ever seen anywhere else specifically in a book that there was a stone for tarot specifically. And I have found it to be um, one that I, it's kind of related to the um, tiger's eye family, but it's like this deep indigo color. And from the color, from the color ray that it emits to the fact that it's sort of like both grounding and third eye at the same time, it makes total sense to me why that would be a good stone for tarot readers. And then the other one that I love to have around, and I guess actually this also kind of goes back to your question about at the end of the day, kind of, uh, releasing from the reading or the other person's information is fluorite. They call fluorite the psychic vacuum cleaner. I have the biggest chunks of fluorite laying around. So that is something that just helps to clear the air. And it's not only about clearing out the last reading that I might have done or helping my clients to have a nice open mind, but fluorite also helps with clearing away any preconceived notions. And I like to think of that as not only 
releasing the preconceived notions that a person might have about what answers they want to see, but also my preconceived notions about what the cards even mean, because that allows me to have new interpretations coming through all the time. That is such brilliant advice. Yeah. And Peter said, you know, I read that in your book too about it uh, being for tarot readers. So that's on my list of stones to get. Well, it's, it's a really, it's not the most common stone. You kind of have to seek it out, but you know, the way that, the way that crystals work when you're meant to uh, enter into a relationship with them, they somehow show up, right? Mm -hmm. Right on. (laughs) So where can people get your book? Um, Uh, You can get it right from my website, actually, 22teachings.com. And if you make a note in your order, I'll even sign it for you. <laughs> awesome. Well, for people who are listening, this is a book that I really recommend that you get on your shelf. I love my copy. Um, some of the rituals in here that I've been working with have been the abundance rituals, and they do work. So mm-hmm. I, I think this is a book, again, we all want. It's beautifully <laughs> illustrated with pictures of the crystals. So you guys get this book. And if people want to work with you, Naha, where can they work with you? Well, I'm here in Los Angeles teaching full-time at the 22 Teaching School of Hermetic Science and Magical Arts. And so if people are ever in town, they can definitely come here. But I also offer online audio classes. I do phone readings. I have lots and lots of free rituals and downloads and videos and things on my website. So again, you can go to 22 Teachings and kind of see everything that's going on. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you so much for spending time with me and sharing your wealth of information about crystals and tarot. This is really informative. And that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. So for everyone who's listening, be sure to get into Naha's world, get her book. And as a reminder, you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, the tarot coloring book, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, a lot of other good things for you guys to scope out. Enjoy. I want to thank you for taking a moment to listen. I hope you have a beautiful day. And hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, do me a solid. Head over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that's going to help more tarot curious people find their way to Tarot Bites. And as always, I love to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. <laughs>